0: welcome to the connect hope podcast a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make jesus famous
1: hey welcome to the connect hope podcast this is gene jennings i'm here with my buddy chuck gordon thanks for listening today chuck how you doing man i'm great it is great to be back with uh with you today as we dig
0: in our, our podcast, we continue answering some questions about uh, being in ministry. Yeah,
1: so, so together we decided we have 68 years of ministry experience, right? I think that's yeah, 68, and, um, 68 and counting. Yeah. That's a lot of Chick-fil-A
0: sandwiches. That's, that a, lot that's, that's <laughs> a lot of pizza. That's <laughs> a lot of pepperoni. <laughs> a lot of pepperoni.
1: <laughs> so was, I, I'm, I'm counting a lot of student ministry in there. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that's right. So um tell us a little bit about what we did last week and what we're going to continue yeah, to do we, this week.
0: we asked some questions actually it it pulled some questions and and uh talking about, you know, with pastors having experienced Chuck Lawless, he's a uh, dean of doctoral studies at at Southeastern uh, Seminary, had had posed some questions and so I was pulling from those, throwing them here at at Gene, my compadre here and and um you know, at, we asked again about, you know, have you ever wanted to quit ministry? Uh, Gene already has, or his wife's told him to quit. Uh, many people have told him to quit, but he still continues. <laughs> anyway, no. So we're just having fun with that. Uh, do you regret any moves in ministry? These are last week's some questions. What's the secret to avoid falling? Biggest mistake you made in ministry? And and we and the last one we kind of landed on last week was, what's been your biggest joy in ministry? And I think Gene and I both hit on a lot of it's been seeing people get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just awaken to what Christ work in their life, especially on down the road, as you mentioned. Right. You know, just having, serving years down the road. And I mentioned, of course, my, see my daughters own their faith is just, you know, again, a humongous joy. So I'm going to throw a, another question at you today, starting off with All this. Right. Knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself? when you first started ministry? If you could, go back and say to yourself, I know you talk to yourself a lot, so this this kind of fits in there, but what would you say to yourself when you first started ministry? If
1: I had a time machine. Exactly. Um, uh, Part of my answer would be uh, something I said last week, you asked about biggest mistake you've made in ministry. So part of my answer would be to be sure I take good care of my family uh, financially. Yep. that, you know, we put ourselves... You know, seminary was difficult financially, but we we made it fine. But after seminary, going into a church planning situation, um, uh, our our income just wasn't adequate, mm. to be honest with you. Yep. And uh, that created a lot of stress, a lot of sleepless nights. Uh, it wasted a lot of my time, mm-hmm. honestly, because I was seeking out other sources of income instead wow. of, you know, doing what I should have been doing sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But in addition to that, uh, what would I say to myself? Um, probably I would have to remind myself that it's a sprint. Uh, or excuse me, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> um, yeah. Because it, it kind of was a sprint for me. Um, yeah. And that wasn't so much um, initiated by myself, but by those that hired me. You know, They wanted this church to be up and running and self-supporting in two years. Wow. And I think most of us that have tried to, plant a church or have planted churches would say two years is pretty quick to, yep. you know, have your Very. own building to be self-supporting and then, you know, provide income That's, for you. Yeah. But that was the goal back back then. Yep. And so it kind of was a sprint. Uh, but looking back on it, that was a mistake. And even talking to the powers that be at that time, they found out, you know, the hard way that that wasn't really feasible. Um, and they came back and regretted that sometime yeah. later that there's no way... You, Uh, not no way because it has been done but in most cases yeah it it takes years to get a church plant up and running healthy to be self-supporting and all that wow um so yeah i would just say i've had to talk to myself 36 years ago i'd say take your time yeah you know make every day count uh don't get in a hurry don't rush it's definitely a marathon I'm done. man that's that's good that's uh
0: a lot of wisdom wrapped up in that and, and I also sense in that there's some pain in that wisdom mm-hmm. um, but I know that we unfortunately that tends to be how most of us learn <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> we have to experience the pain to keep yeah. learn
1: so what about you knowing what
0: you know now what would you say
1: to yourself Man. when you first
0: started ministry yeah that, that is a good one I, I know that uh, part of it would go back to what I asked last week kind of biggest mistake and I know that it would be um, always respond uh, in grace, you know, just remembering, you know, Jesus Christ extended grace to you, and and no matter what the situation, responding grace, and 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 with that, uh, I, I would tell myself, keep moving. Don't don't sit. Mm-hmm. I mean, sit. There are times to sit, and that's that's spending time in God's word, right. spending time in prayer. But at the same time, don't wait on uh, everybody to get on the boat because not everybody's going to get on the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes you miss opportunities when you do that. Uh, and, and I guess there are several things that come to mind that, and then also just always make sure to protect my, my family time. And there are seasons in ministry where I believe that that was done done well, but there are seasons that I, I didn't just because I was, uh, ministry was uh, kind of that affair, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of working at ministry so hard right? and and got to be at this event, got to always be at the church, got to always, et cetera. In the meantime, you kind of leave family behind. Right. I, I heard one time a a, a Christian uh, speaker, an author, et cetera, say this, and, and it really disturbed me. And I, to be honest, it, it came back to kind of uh, be a Holy Spirit filter, which I took. He, he said that um, he often had to be out speaking and often had to be out ministering because God was doing a work and et cetera. And he was asked, you know, what about your family? And he said, well, God's the ultimate father. He'll take care of them. He'll father them. Mm. And that really hit me wrong. Yeah. And, and I just thought, okay, man, you're, you're using God as a yeah. a tool. when you're neglecting being the husband you're supposed to be and yeah. the father you're supposed to be, Um, Let's not over spiritualize the fact you want to be out speaking, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm just being real. (laughs) And and that, that to me was very convicting early on in ministry. And, and I believe was a part of me, even though he meant it the other way, I believe was a part of me kind of reprioritizing and going, okay, I don't want to leave my family behind. I I see so many people, so many pastors um, losing their kids. And and some, again, they've been godly parents and their kid still runs the opposite right. direction. You know that. Yeah. And, but some, it's been by neglect because they're just not there. And I don't right. want to be that, yeah. that person. So if they do go the other way, I want to know that I've done my best yeah. to, to be the father that um, they didn't. And there have been seasons, again, I believe that that went well and seasons that I wish I'd I'd changed. I sure. wish somebody had told me, Chuck, go home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Go on vacation. Don't come back from vacation yeah. early. <laughs> don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. Stay with your family. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what. Well, let me keep keep moving on that. Um, so would your spouse kind of ties in with this. Would your spouse say that you have placed her
1: above your ministry? That's a little different. Yes. Um, she would say that I've done that at times. Um, I'd like to think those were in the early days when I was a young whippersnapper, you know, trying to grow a church and, and you know, do all the things that, you know, we think superstar pastors should yep. do. Um, so yeah, there's no doubt. You know, I look back on some of those years and think, man, I, I was a, I was just a jerk for a for a husband. So and you a father actually, sometimes
0: you're actually kind of answering the opposite kind of how I said. I was asking, uh, would your spouse say that you've placed her above ministry? So oh. so so yeah, just you know what I'm saying. I misunderstood. That, oh, that, oh, that's yeah. cool. But but you're also answering the
1: opposite. Saying, so, which yeah, is true? I'm it, saying it, that which, I placed ministry above her. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry, I misunderstood no, no, your question. Fine. So um, gosh, I gotta. <laughs> Can you go back so and edit this video or just a, keep We, going, we would want to
0: know what, what uh, Beth would say
1: to it. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> would you, right, would your spouse say that you placed her above your, um, yeah, I mean, I hope so, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm totally, in a, in a healthy totally way, misread in a healthy way. Question.
0: In a healthy way.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, but not not all the time, but gotcha. definitely most of the time. Um But I hear in that that
0: there were times and seasons, especially early on, that that she wasn't. Yeah. That's what you're saying.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And there's even, you know, I would say the first um, six Mm -hmm. to eight months of my daughter's life, I wasn't home much. I remember my my memory of uh, my daughter falling in love with my baby daughter was we finally took a vacation. I think it was in September of the year she was born. And actually had to spend time with my kids at yeah. okay. <laughs> the beach. <laughs> had to. I had to, yeah. Uh, and I, that, in my mind, that's, that's kind of when I really bonded with my baby daughter because wow. I was gone so much wow. yep. the first you know, six to eight months of her life. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, there are definitely times when ministry became more important than my wife mm-hmm. and my family. But I believe that she would tell you that I placed her above ministry most of the time gotcha that's good no, that's good okay. and, answer the question yeah, yeah you got it you yeah.
0: got it No, that's good that's good the uh, what about
1: you the, what I mean, would your spouse would jennifer say that you placed her above your ministry uh, er, early on no yeah mm-hmm. uh, early on uh and again I, I
0: that question i was throwing at you in a in a healthy way placing her above ministry some people i think might take offense to that well ministry should always be priority it's like uh, yeah. i believe some in we can take that out of context yeah, and, yeah. And really, um, anyway, over spiritualize our responsibility in, in ministry and miss out on our family. But mm. uh, early on, uh, no, I, I was um, ordering pizza and hanging out with students and doing stuff that, to the point where we actually, uh, early on in marriage, uh, went in for counseling, went on a counseling retreat just because we were hurting big mm. time because I was never home. And I really, you know, felt like it was, you know, first time, full time position and as you know, when the church doors are always open, uh, there was some staff expectation to be there. Right. And some of it wasn't even the church expected me or, or senior pastor. Some of it was my personal expectation. Mm-hmm. I felt like I should be there. And and so there was sacrifice in that. So um, fortunately, prayerfully, uh, I'm, I'm thankful my bride uh, forgave me, and she stuck with me through it. And we, um, like I said, we we went some intensive counseling just going, okay. This We're in it for the long haul because one day, if we're not at that church, they're going to put somebody else's name plate on my door. Yeah. And, you know, I'm gone, but but she's right. my bride, and these yeah. are ultimately my daughters. And so um, I, I believe ultimately she would, I, I believe she'd say for the most part uh, is there. But, yes, there have been seasons that that wasn't true. So, okay. yeah, I agree with you. Well, man, I'll go on the um, with the next one. So um, what's your strategy for consistent Bible reading and, and prayer? What would you say is, you know— Maybe you call it a God time, whatever Mm, you prefer. What what would you say is is your consistent strategy?
1: Um, You know, for me, it's just routine habit. It's uh, making it a part of the first part of my day. Um, I know that in the past I would do breakfast meetings or I would sleep until the last minute, you know, and Mm -hmm. then jump in the shower and get dressed and run out the door. Um, And obviously that that wasn't healthy, at least not for me. Um, And then try to work in some God time during later in the morning or maybe later that night Um, but for many many years now it's just been having that routine that habit Um, I don't I rarely uh, meet people early in the morning I think we may have talked about this in another podcast but um, I just decided a long time ago that I'm number one I'm not a great morning person I get up early but I don't want to talk to you until about 8 o'clock I hear you but but I'll be glad to talk to God and let him talk to me and we don't Um, want to
0: talk with you either (laughs) yeah you don't you're
1: right Uh, but yeah, it's just making that time and making it just part of that, my day, um, and that's not just you know that's every day of the week. That's not just work days. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just it's just part of it's, okay. it's everyday life. It's part okay. of my day. First gotcha. part of days. It's, it's coffee and Bible. That's cool.
0: Yeah. It's good. Do you have a, a particular way that you're studying, a particular
1: way that you're digging in, or is it just
0: kind of reading do,
1: through the Bible? <clears throat> I do different things. Right now our church has a Bible reading plan. so We've got a plan set up where we read okay. a chapter or two every day. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, so I'm following that right now. Okay. But, you know, over the years it's always changed. Sometimes it's Oswald Chambers, <clears throat> most for its highest, yep. and and uh, or different devotional plans yep. or books. Gotcha. Right now I'm reading a couple of chapters a day. Okay.
0: Okay. Man, that's good.
1: What about you? What's what's been your strategy? Yeah. for consistent Bible reading and
0: prayer. Well, uh, we it's kind of where we're wired a little different. Even though as a kid, I hated getting up early. Uh, it's like as I got older, I can't help but get up early. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I when my daughters were young, I I try to always get up a good bit before they woke up, just because I knew that it wasn't once the day started, right. it was gone. And for me, uh, I heard heard a. Uh, uh, a pastor say a long time might been one of my seminary professors say uh, to a seminary student that was talking about, well, I really struggle with getting up early in the morning because I just I struggle waking up and da." da, da. and he said, I want to encourage you to give the best way to give God uh, your best is to find the best time of day for you right and, and give him that time and for some if you if it 's night and you're awake and you can dig in do that but 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 protect it uh, for me it's morning um, and basically he was some guys are beating themselves up, trying to get up early in the morning. They couldn't stay awake for the life. Right. For me, once I'm awake, you know, I get up at you know, three or four or whatever else. It's like I can't, I, I don't intentionally, no, we don't get up till like 5.15, 5.30 in the morning mm-hmm. because of Jen teaching. But um, if I do wake up earlier, I can't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm just awake. And um, for me, the best time is early in the morning. But kind my system is, has been for, for many years, I guess probably going on 14, 15 years now, um, soap, and that's the uh, scripture observation application prayer. Okay. And and I kind of write it out. It's not I don't see it so much as journaling, but I'm just uh, I want to go but verse by verse through the through God's word and maybe two verses or three at max. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really just want to digest you know, what God's word is saying. So I've been doing that for many years. I think I've also uh, uh, I think True North calls it reap you know uh, yeah. read examine ap- apply pray. Right. It's the same same principle, but I, I just really that has uh, been. Uh, Life changing for me, kind of digging in that way and prayer kind of before and after. And, and, um, uh, yeah. be honest, I, I guess in many ways, um, consistent Bible reading and prayer. I, I rarely have the radio on in my car, mm-hmm. it's just kind of conversation time with God. Okay. And, and I don't, I'm not praying the whole time, but it's just things come to mind that usually as I'm in my car that God will put in my heart. Yeah. So I find that quiet time. Uh, when I'm in between, that's else. good. So anyway, that's that's me.
1: That's good because we do
0: spend a lot of time in our cars. Yes, too much. What kind of ties in with the next one? Mm-hmm. How how have you kept intentional evangelism in your life? And I know that that can be a tough word if we're honest. Yeah. How have you kept uh, intentional evangelism in your life? You
1: know, um, that's probably one thing I don't like about being gotcha. in the ministry. Yep. Is I tend to spend most of my days and uh, mm-hmm. weeks with church folks. Yep. Um, with believers. Uh, when I was working in the secular world, yep. whether it was um, work for, when I was a coach and a teacher yep. first, and one of the reasons I went into ministry in <clears throat> public schools yep. was to be a, you know, a gospel witness yep. to kids and to the teachers <clears throat> I taught with. I uh, worked for an oil company in the afternoons when I was a seminary, and I was always chomping at the bit to get yep. into a spiritual conversation with people at work. Yep. And, yeah, yeah. Um, i spent some time doing some other marketing and other businesses. Um, I was bivocational for a while. And so I always enjoy being out in the world, so to speak, and looking for that open door, that opportunity to get into a spiritual conversation <clears> with people. And so that's never been a problem. The problem has been me being intentional to be out in the world because yeah. uh, I can easily go through a week here uh, on staff at a, at a large church yeah. and maybe not talk to anybody that doesn't yeah. know Jesus. Um, <clears throat> heck, we don't have to go in the the gas station to talk to the cashier anymore. We pay at the pump, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I so um So, you know, we can operate a whole week without meeting. So, for me, it's not, I'm not intimidated by the idea of getting into a spiritual conversation, but what I'm bad at is being intentional with those that need to know Jesus and spending time with them. Um, Now, you know, we teach English as a second language on Tuesday nights. Um, My wife and I. And that's been a great opportunity to to yeah, meet with awesome. unbelievers yeah. and, and so i've made some relationships with some guys and i'll meet with them for coffee or lunch some yeah and that's been fun um but the hard, yeah so the hard part for me is just making time being intentional um and just make it making it a part of my week and i, I struggle with that even today
0: no that's that's good that's good i know there are only so many times you can lead uh, church staff members to Christ, you know, that <laughs> just have them each week. Okay, who's going to be the non-Christian this yeah. week? And let's let's um. <laughs> anyway, yeah. no, I get it. What about you? That's have a, have you kept uh,
1: intentional
0: evangelism a part of your life? And that's that's good. I I that's always been one I've I've struggled with. And um and I man, that is a a tough question, but so good because I, I'm often convicted by it. What I find it, you know, each morning, one of the things, and there there are mornings I I know I I forget, but I try at some point in the morning just to spend some time praying God. I want to be on the appointments you have for me. And and literally uh, and that can sound lame because I've mm. done probably like you. I've done CWT training as yeah. a different type of evangelism training for right. our listeners who are not familiar CWT faith um EE, evangelism explosion yeah, yeah. Uh, evangelism explosion etc. uh and I've done all those and and it, they're great. They're phenomenal in, as far as you, learning God's word. Uh but I struggle with forcing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know when I did those, I'd always struggle, like, I'd try to make this fit. In yes. this, you know, the pizza delivery. We had pizza delivery people, you know, probably I'm sure at their place <laughs> begging, I'm not going to Gordon's again because that guy witnesses every time. And I would try to force it and make it yeah. fit, and it would just be so awkward. <laughs> My daughters would be so embarrassed sometimes how i try to make those evangelists. <laughs> but um, for me, what I, I found, and I believe it, it comes out um, more often than not, is I just really am, God, I just want to be on appointment on your schedule I want to be on your appointments. And when I'm prayerfully walking into stores that way, and I'm not looking on a hunt, but at the same time, I'm just letting the Holy Spirit show me. And it, and it's happened over and over and over again. Just I've seen God open doors for me to share Christ. And sometimes it's been an ultra basic way. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's been just, you know, uh, seeing somebody and I just sense, I don't know, it's one of those Holy Spirit things. I've, I sense this person is receptive and i 'll just uh, you know even simply say, "Hey, I just want you to know something. Jesus Christ loves you mm-hmm. with a passion and and try to say it not as a canned thing but um, i've, I've <coughs> had uh, it's been i 've literally had um, you know cashiers at, at registers or otherwise um, just start sobbing, and this has happened on multiple occasions i 've had one, I remember that she grabbed another clerk and had her come over to the register, and she walked away just sobbing. And I'm like, I wasn't trying to make Whoa. you upset. What did you do? But, it's like, exactly. but you know that, okay, the Holy Spirit's <laughs> working. God's doing something. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes it's been as simple as that. But other, yeah, so I'm, I'm, that's, I'm still learning on that one. Yeah. But I guess to me, I just, uh, my prayer is that I'm always a student. And that, uh, to me, the biggest thing I think we can do is just be intentional and saying, God, please spend me however you want and just to. Just be ready. I yeah. love
1: I love divine appointments. Oh man. I, I love I, it when God time. shows up or puts somebody in my life and I didn't plan for that day. Yeah, they weren't yeah. my schedule. Yeah. Uh, and they may have even ruined my plan yep. for the day. I yeah. was going to say, those <laughs> divine those appointments, yeah. Divine appointments. I, I,
0: I found, and we kind of joked about it in our family, divine appointments are never convenient. That's I mean, right. they, they're never, it's like, oh, this works perfectly. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's always amazing yeah. when you step
1: into it. Well, so, I, one of your daughters <clears throat> told me about your pizza delivery guy, Spiel. <laughs> Chuck would say, son, do you know what temperature was this pizza cooked in? Do you know hell's... A million degrees hotter than that. <laughs> that's that's good. one. I'll Did have to work? use that one.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling this one you've used, but <laughs> I haven't done with that one. But let me jump in the next one. Well, what's one book other than the Bible that's most influenced your
1: life? If there's one, or maybe you got a couple that or few that you want to share? A yeah. Book that <clears throat> um, just a few that jump out at mm-hmm. me. Um, One that I've read probably more than I've read any other book over the years is "Ordering Your Private World by Mm. Gordon MacDonald. It's a classic. I think it was written in the 80s, I guess. Yeah, it was. Um, But that one um, has been a a good one, especially when it comes to what we talked about earlier, taking care of family, personal, spiritual, devotional life, and all that, getting your priorities straight. Um, There was a book by a guy named Bob George uh, called Classic Christianity. That book helped me understand the difference between living by grace and living by the law. Oh, wow. Because early in my Christian walk and early in my ministry, I was very legalistic. Um, you know, I had certain things you know yeah, yeah. I felt like I had to do if I was <clears throat> going to be a good Christian and all that. And that book helped break me free from living by the law and living by grace. That's good, man. It's a good one. And then Bill Hybels also wrote one called Honest to God. Yeah, yeah. And it was a nice um, <clears throat> um, kind of a... How do I describe it? It, it? he kinda covered all the bases from your prayer life to finances to ministry to family. Yeah. He covered a lot of a very uh a variety of topics yeah. that are pertinent to all <clears throat> of us. And uh I know I read that one a couple of times and recommended it a yeah. lot over the years as well. But, but yeah, those are the first good. three that kinda jump out to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh no, that's good. What about that's you? Good. I would say, and, and I know this is really maybe some classified as a, a book, but one of my all-time favorite books uh, outside of the Bible is *Motus for His Highest*, yeah. which I know you know. It's, I absolutely love it. Of course, it has to be the Old English version, uh, not right. the, not the new modernized. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's not too, real. That's it's, fan, it's you know. Fancy, fandangled, whatever, to, but no. <laughs> you have to have a dictionary next exactly. to you to read some of it. But uh, I absolutely, it. just the way, man, when Oswald Chambers wrote, you know, what he was speaking to the troops back in the early 1900s, uh, you know, the First World War, just some of those words just resonated. And just, uh, man, they pierced my heart. I still, uh, I, I can uh, quote that sometimes too easily, um, but that was <laughs> always a, a a big one. A, um, I mean, that's, again, absolute love, utmost for his highest. Um a study. There's actually a study. I, I thought of three things: uh, "Experiencing God" by Henry Black. Yeah, that was, that was a good an one. all-time yeah. f- favorite. Just it, the way it it kind of took uh, basic walking with Christ and really dug in Scripture of how obedient are we being. Yeah. Um, and, and three came to mind. The third one. It's kind of funny you mentioned was Bill Hybels. And even though all the struggle and and what it, you know what's happened in his life, and I hate to see that that's happened. Right. A book he wrote called Walk Across the Room Mm. is one of my all-time favorite books when it comes to evangelism uh, because it really is just talking about being intentional, being about um, it's not looking at a person as a project, but it's seeing them as a soul and as a person. And even if it takes 10, 15, 20 years, just pray for that person and be intentional in their life. And and I absolutely love just, uh, I don't know, that that was one. I guess I found a book that was really, it, it just, meshed with who I am. Yeah. And just the desire to see hungry, to see people receive Christ, but it's not going to be just by a simple canned approach of, right. flow, but it means intentionally investing in the, their life, right. um, as a person who, who needs Jesus, just like we do anyway. Good.
1: That's good. Man. I, good
0: books. I hear you, but, um, I'll go on to the next one. So what's your plan for maximizing the rest of your ministry? I know there's probably only a couple, Weeks left in it, and it'd be, <laughs> <laughs> but no, however many years you have, man, what what would you say is plan for maximizing it?
1: Um, probably I want to do some things that last or that that carry over to the next generation. That may be uh, I want to, I'm thinking I'm dealing with uh, and need to be more intentional about uh, resurrecting my writing career, if I can use that word loosely. Um, I used to write a lot, I used to blog a lot or you know written a few books um and i'm I just I feel like I need to go back and do that um <clears throat> because those- those are the kind of things that last um so that's one thing and then teaching uh, and leading some of our younger staff members and some mm-hmm. of our younger uh, men especially here um in our current ministry and um maybe helping helping support that's the good. next generation to reach their generation'cause yeah. i you know, I know I'm probably not going to reach their friends in that age yeah, group, no but doubt. I can help them do it. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That that is so good. Yeah. What about you?
0: <clears throat> well, thank you. Um, uh, great question, Gene. No, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that for me, uh, maximizing the rest of ministry. Uh, to me, I know it. It begins even what we walked through the last few years is just keeping our hands open. Uh, the longer I've been in ministry, the more I, I, I realize <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing and, and it I really just need to be obedient to God because it's going to more likely change from what mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be to where God's heading or leading us. But keeping hands open, but with that, it really is investing in others, exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I um, You know, I, I love, you know, part of Connect Hope purpose is, you know, in, investing in pastors and ministry leaders uh, because I know they're influencing countless souls, right? So, and I, it it hurts me to the core when I see some of them hurting. It hurts me to the core when I see some of them really struggling, and um, you know I just I want to be able to come alongside them and say, okay, we, you can do this. God's going to carry you through this, and I'm going to be here to kick your tail and love on <laughs> you, you know, in the process. And, and the same, just you know, all around ministry, I love to see. Right. Uh, I love to see people thriving and not feeling like they're alone. Um, and and like you, I, I put off writing for many years and. And I, I'm I'm trying to get some things moving in that realm. Yeah. Um, so uh, other than comic strips, you know, want to write something <laughs> that hopefully will uh, God God can uh, is, is more or less what God's been teaching me, and uh, hopefully it can encourage others. But it's uh, it's really more written for what God's been yeah. pouring into my life. So um, anyway, let me well, ask you the last question. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Would you do it all again? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, of course. Man, that's a great one. Uh, in, in a heartbeat, uh, there's no regrets at all. I know that kind of ties in even beginning. You know, would want to quit ministry. I, um, uh, there's nothing remotely in me that, that uh, would hesitate to step in. Would I change some steps I uh, took or, mm-hmm. or maybe the way I approach things? In a, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'd do it all again just. Because uh, I I don't know it's it's incredible to be uh, on this end and seeing okay God you allowed me to be a part of something only you can do right and over and over and over again that's that's what uh, I I've seen is just God has allowed me to be a part
1: of something He's done and I get to be a witness to it mm-hmm. so it's it's a win but yeah how about you Good. oh yeah for sure I mean this is a passion God put in my heart when I was I think about 25 years old mm. um, a passion for the church that is yeah. And, um, you know, I used to tell my kids when they were growing up, find something you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, yep. And so I feel like um, I don't I don't go to work a lot because um, I enjoy what I do. This is kind of who I am. This is what I want to do. This is my passion. My heartbeat is to see the church thrive um, as we read about it in the book of Acts. Very That's cool. always been my passion. It's just I want to see the phenomenal, miraculous growth, the incredible things that we read about in the book of Acts, I've always wanted to be able to to say I've been a part of that in my lifetime. So, um, yeah, definitely. Like you said, would I do things differently? Of course. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, definitely would do it all again. I, I, To me, it kind of closed out
0: our podcast today with a, a passage that's an all-time favorite. Um, I believe it's for anybody that whatever stage you're at in ministry, uh, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 It just speaks it. It says, Therefore, since we've been surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men that you might not grow weary and lose heart. And my prayer is just that'll be an encouragement to some of y'all that maybe you're you're on the, the back end uh, as we are. Maybe you're on the front end. But, man, you just press on. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, That who is the joy set before him, the joy of knowing you're serving him. Uh, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So consider Amen. him no matter what you're facing. Consider him. Amen.
1: So, Good job, Chat. This is fun. Did you enjoy this? I, I
0: did. I did. It, it, Yes, even with you being in the room, I know. <laughs> Got to pick on Gene. That's but right. I love this, bro, and, and a great time. But um, I'll, I'll wrap up just mentioning yeah. we're, we're so thankful that you're a part of the Connect Hope podcast, and I want to encourage you, man, if there's any way we can serve you, if you're a, a senior pastor, lead pastor, or some in ministry in some capacity, if there's any way we can minister to you, uh, please let me know at the connecthope.org, our website. You can go to the contact uh, page, and and you can submit a, a request or email. Uh, you can also set up a meeting by phone or in person. Love to treat you to breakfast, lunch, dinner. And, and uh, man, just to spend some time with you to see how we can invest in your ministry. Uh, but starting with investing in you and seeing you thrive in Christ. Then from there, your, your family. We want to see your family thrive. And then from there, your ministry. But um, just let me know and, and contact us. But also want to encourage you. Uh, we have a roundtable, Connect Hope roundtable coming up. May fourth. That's a Thursday morning. Uh, it's actually the National Day of Prayer, but we're meeting from nine thirty until noon. Then a free lunch following, and it's free. If you go to ConnectHope.org, you can find out how to register. And we've got Philip Lee as our speaker. It's going to be phenomenal, just talking about uh, mental health issues in, in the church and how us as as senior leaders can navigate that with our, our staff, with our church body, how to equip our, our church staff to deal with it more effectively. And then so,
1: Philip has a story to yeah, share. A in powerful that area. Story. Yeah, powerful story.
0: Um, and, uh, I, man, I know that, man, you'll be incredibly blessed. If And um, if uh, you're not a senior pastor lead pastor, encourage
1: your senior pastor lead pastor to, to sign up. You will not regret it. So, good, good. Thanks so much. Well, thank you, Chuck, and thank you for joining us on the Connect Hope podcast. Uh, please tell your friends and family and coworkers about our podcast. Spread the word. We'd love to increase our audience to more than just our, our wives and kids, <laughs> or at least Chuck's wives and kids. Wife, wives, Chuck's wife and kids. Uh, I think my wife's listening to a couple. I got to get on to her. She, exactly. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. We have fun. I hope you have fun listening to it. I hope you've, uh, it's been encouraging to you. And uh, we will see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous.